0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Joined today, as we are every week, by CBS Sports NFL insider Jason LaConfora. JLC, what's up, man?
1: What's going on, buddy?
0: Uh, nothing. I'm gambling that there won't be another Amari Cooper trade. If there is, I've gone back and re-recorded the intro anyway. But man, was that, uh, sort of, was sort of stunning, right? The, the, the Oakland Raiders, and you reported that the Raiders were putting everybody up for fire sale. You know, it's a, it's a, like, yard, like, in the front yard, there's a big sign in the front says, yep. all, all players must go. Uh, but yeah. I didn't all, think,
1: all offers listen, listen to. Yeah.
0: I didn't think they'd get a first round pick. No, no shirt,
1: no shoes, still service. <laughs> Come on down. Yeah.
0: Uh, did you think there was any chance in hell somebody would give them a first for Amari?
1: No. I thought I thought that their decision would be, okay, stick to our guns here and, and um, hold out for a one, which wasn't going to come. But then by the time you get past the combine, it's clear that they're also not going to pay him more than Jarvis Landry makes a year. And he's going to ask for more than Jarvis Landry makes a year. So, why not just trade them by the draft, and by that point they'd have less leverage. And I, I thought they would trade him for a two in the off season because I didn't think anybody would give them a one in season or really off season. But there's Jerry Jones, man, <laughs> looking for somebody to go off the grid. Um, that's that's it. I really, I wish we didn't have to let the facts get in the way of a good story. Like the idea that it's Steven Jones and Reggie McKenzie. Eh, wouldn't it be better if it was like, I'm just picturing, you know, Jerry, like with a scotch in his hand at like 10 a.m. Dallas time, calling Gruden's cell phone, right, while Gruden's taking him through like to the two minute drill and just saying, here's your damn one, buddy. You know what I'm, Like, yeah, I no. it'd be so much better. Like, just, you know, that's how I'm going to picture it in my mind, Will. That's, that's- my mind's eye. That's. I don't care. Steven and Reggie blah blah blah. Let me tell you how it should have gone down.
0: That's that's actually how I was picturing it yesterday. It's like Gruden is like, Listen, Jerry, I'm getting a one. Like I don't care, like I'm getting a one. He's like, I, I just need I just need Amari. If I get Amari, hey, man. I'll dack will be great. Come on. Hey man, I'm just telling you, man. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's give me a one for this receiver and like that
1: that's it, man. You know, I'm gonna have a corona.
0: This guy, I'm telling you, Jerry, this guy, you look at this guy, this guy can play, he can catch a D ball. Do you think that, do you think that Amari Cooper? Change your season, man. (laughs) Do you think Amari Cooper actually does change the Cowboys season? No. I don't either.
1: Did you see our sports line model? Which, like, I mean, nobody has everything figured out, but did you see, like, when they ran the algorithm of like inserting him into the Dallas lineup and then replaying their season like 9 million times, did you see the effect on their winning percentage it had?
0: No, but I'm guessing it wasn't very it much. It was 0.00. What? How? Is that even possible? I, I, I don't know. That's crazy. I didn't. How did I, I tend I, to buy it. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I don't think. I mean, like I think Amari Cooper's. They're, they're going to win seven games with them or without him. Like, yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah, it, it's eerily reminiscent of the the Roy Williams deal. By the way, ten, yeah. ten years of the day, almost. I mean, October fourteenth, two thousand eight. October twenty second, two thousand eighteen. They're going to have to give him an extension, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's
1: banking on it. And like I say, it's 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 going to be. He's going to get more money than Jerry Landry. I mean, let's be real. And, I mean, that's mm. good luck. I think he's a good player. Like, he's a very good player. But I I think to set him up as the savior is, you're asking a lot. That's just not who he is. You know, he's got speed, but to me he doesn't have deep, game-changing, um, difference-making speed. He drops a lot of balls. He does his best stuff out of the slot, where they, Beasley's the one functional thing they already had in the in the passing game. Dak does not want. That's like, you know, it's not like you just went out and got like Cliff Branch and John Jefferson and just throw the ball up for grabs. Like Dak is not now all of a sudden going to become Daryl Lamonica because Amari Cooper's there. You know, right. like it's just not. It's just not, I just don't think it changes all that much, and I still don't think Dak is ever going to be a guy who's completing a lot of passes that travel 35, 50 yards in the air. Um, Cooper's not going to just go up and high point the ball. He's not a physical freak in that regard, you know? He's not – I mean, he's a number one, but to me he's like a number one light. Like he's yeah. – they needed like a Randy Moss type. They need somebody to come in there and just be like demanding the ball like Dak. This stuff we're doing ain't working. Just try me. If you don't think I'm open, throw it into a window and let me win five times in a row for you, and then you'll change your mind. That's not who this cat is.
0: No, I'm with you. And, and, and by the way, you mentioned sports sign. Uh, Sportsline is also doing a, uh, they partnered, it's pretty cool, partnered with, uh, Second Harvest Food Bank to feed the hungry, and they're gonna play, oh, it's, wow. yeah, I know, surprising. It's like gambling and, 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 and uh, philanthropy. Go hand in hand. Uh, they're gonna get the equivalent of 12 meals for every new subscription sold. Go to Sportsline.com slash join to, to subscribe, to subscribe. Use promo code, uh, will, and you get a dollar, you get your first month for a dollar. And, uh, for uh, four consecutive Thursdays leading up to Thanksgiving, plus, donate a portion of the revenue from current subscriptions to this vital cause, and you can donate yourself right now at the Sportsline Virtual Food Drive, I'm trying to raise at least three thousand dollars to fight hunger. Pretty awesome stuff. Go to sportsline.com/slash/join to do that. Um, let's talk some more trades, by the way. So like, we we email back and forth about this, and do you get the sense talking to people around the league that this is going to be a crazy trade deadline, maybe more so than years past?
1: Yeah. I feel like I've said that in years past, and it's not happened. But the quality of player who is available or potentially available, I think, is um, uh, just a different class than what we've seen in the past. Uh, there's enough motivated buyers and enough motivated sellers to to get something done. And I think the climate—you know—we've already we've already seen it sort of play out. I mean, go back to the Bridgewater trade right before the season. Like we've seen some moves and some machinations. Um, You know, Josh Gordon, I mean, was it a blockbuster? No, but, like, he's a pretty good player, you know, who's been very functional for uh, New England. And, you know, I don't know what the offseason is going to hold for him and if he can stay out of trouble for the six months when they're not playing football. But, like, that was a fairly significant transaction. So we've already seen the ball, you know, kind of creeping forward in that regard. Um, And then you've got these, uh, you know, sort of, Anomaly situations like Le'Veon Bell, you know, and the guy still hasn't signed his franchise tag at the middle of the year and the team wants to move him. Like I, I just, yeah, I think I, I mean, this is my like Cooper. I mean, this is a deadline trade. Like let's be real, you know, like the, the deadline is a week away yeah, and they've got their buy coming up and now that gives them a couple of weeks to get him in. Like this was, and they didn't want him to play another game cause then he might get hurt. So like, that's a, dead, that's a deadline deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I, I do think uh, I do think both in quantity and quality there's a chance to exceed the norm.
0: No, I mean, I, and I think no, this Amari Cooper trade is 100% a deadline deal, and that's sort of where I got the John Gruden, Jerry Jones thing in my head too. It's like, listen, Jerry, we're trading this guy somebody's going to give me a first for him. I don't care if I have to go down there and drag the first out of their office. I'm dragging – I'm taking that first back, and Jerry's like, oh, it's got to be me. It's got to be like – you know this guy in, a, in fantasy football leagues. Like, they panic and they trade. This is Jerry Jones, and you can tell – um, uh, you you can do it. Uh, let's see. Let's talk some other possible trades that should happen. Um, And you put together a list. Le'Veon Bell, you mentioned big name. Where should he go? I bet people can guess who listen to this podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, what, what has changed on either side the Eagles, of the legend, The, the Eagles side or the Steelers side, since I first told you about you know, them initially inquiring about him four or five weeks ago. Has anything changed on either side of the pendulum that in your mind would make a trade any less likely or feasible?
0: No, nothing. I mean, like, if anything, the Eagles have gotten worse and the Steelers have gotten better. The Steelers are would seem more inclined to trade Bell and the Eagles would seem more inclined to get Bell back because they need some help.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I the Eagles have to do something to recalibrate that offense. Now, when, I mean, Wentz is playing really out of his mind. I yeah, mean, he's playing well. Is, yeah. There's nothing more you're going to ask him to do, but – You know, the left tackle looks like he's breaking down and they're switching guys out on the offensive line for production reasons and and flopping out personnel. And they don't have a feature back. And so, look, if they go out and get Emmanuel Sanders, then you can sell me on, okay, we can roll with Smallwood and Corey Clement, you know, and whatever else, and we'll be okay because we've now expanded the scope of our viable options throwing the ball. Or you could say, well, I went and got Levy on Bell, and now I can live with Nelson Aguilar as a guy who has to move the chains from me, even though he drops the ball all the time. Because I could also throw a swing pass to Levy on Bell in that situation. Right. You know, he's going to do enough to affect both sides of my offense to where, okay, we're, we're we're all right here. Even though you know Alshon has a serious injury past, and we don't, you know, it's it's just it's Alshon and the tight end, and no running backs that anybody are scared of right now. So. And I think they're aware of that. But they also know that the defense needs help. Mm. And I can't imagine they don't add a corner of some distinction. I don't know that they're able to make the Patrick Peterson thing happen, although there's certainly a want there. Maybe it's it's a lesser corner, you know what I mean? Maybe it turns out to be more like an Eli Apple type if that's the best they can do. Um, given, you know, the money they have, the resources, and the draft picks. And, you know, so maybe it's a smaller trade on defense and a bigger trade on offense, but they're looking, and they're motivated, and the owner's not afraid to spend, and they cleared that cap space for a reason. And, you know, they still have foals who maybe they can pedal somewhere for something, and at least that clears even more money. And we'll see. You know, they're in London this week. That's going to kind of make things a little more complicated, I don't think anything happens with them until, you know, Monday into Tuesday of next week. And that's when Howie usually does his best stuff. And, um, he's already had enough initial conversations with enough people that they kind of know where his headspace is. And we'll see where he, you know, what his priority list is when, when we get to a week from today. But, so on the I, I can't I can't imagine they don't do something
0: on the on the if they're e-
1: looking at Washington and saying okay that team's playing well right now yeah. but like if that's the only thing keeping us from a home playoff game or two come
0: mm. on yeah I, I agree with that right, if you're if you're the Eagles and you're looking at the Broncos you know they beat the Cardinals on Thursday night congratulations but let's be real yeah. they're not they're not winning a bunch of games do you call them up and do you say hey look We'll give you a first-round pick next year. Send us Emmanuel. We'll give you a first-round pick and Nick Foles. Send us Emmanuel Sanders and Bradley Roby. Who says no in that deal?
1: They don't. I don't see Nick Foles doing anything for the Broncos. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah that
0: the, the Broncos Nick Foles
1: at this point is a salary dump, so I don't, I don't see that matching up. But do I think how he's reached out to the Broncos? Absolutely. Every all, all the all the motivated contending teams have, and what you hear is. Oh well, why don't you take Demaris the Thomas? They're like, no, we don't want Demaryius Thomas. Demaryius <laughs> Thomas is your problem. That we don't. No, that's a salary dump. If you want to include him in some trade, great. But then that's you giving us something to take that contract. But then we'll give you something else for you know for we'll give you something for Emmanuel Sanders. And and Elway's going to have to make that calculus. And, and Joe Ellis and and whoever else is involved in that there. If there's anybody from the Bolin family or whatever. They're going to have to be real about who they are, too. I mean, you can't get carried away with what happened on Thursday night. I mean, they—they right. they know big picture. There's there's a lot of issues there, and a lot of things they're going to have to see in the second half of the season.
0: And and by the way, by, by the I, way, if by if the
1: I'm way. them. I'm auctioning off Harris, and uh, I'm auctioning off
0: Sanders.
1: Sanders, because they're both signed for another year. That means your return and signed at a team friendly deal. That means your return on them is much better like both on the wrong side of 30, you're, you're going to stink next year too, and you're not going to sign either one as free agents. And if you keep them for another year, now we're talking about 2021 comp picks. Who knows who even owns the Denver Broncos by 2021? Right. So I, I think it's an absolute no-brainer when you've got enough teams, good teams, with owners who are willing to spend who have the same needs. Everybody, A lot of teams are looking for wide receivers or corners. I mean, the Eagles and the and the Saints – um, to some degree, the Patriots, they're all in on these same kind of players. Go ahead and have that auction, man. I mean, dude, somebody just got a one for Amari Cooper. Like, go, now's the time. Yeah. Now is the time to start your rebuild.
0: Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones just set the market for you. And by the way, on this Demarius, this Demarius Thomas thing, like, he is 100% unequivocally getting cut this offseason. His cap hit is $17.53 million. I mean, barring, like, a major restructure. And he's only three point five dead against the cap. So, you're basically trading somebody who can be quasi productive as a 30, you know, 30-year-old wide receiver this year um in exchange for a 4 million dollar cap hit. Uh is there any chance that they can package like Thomas and Sanders together? I mean, that that seems like a bit I, much, right?
1: No, I probably not. I mean, I, I I and, mean, will somebody take Thomas off their hands on a lark and a prayer? Maybe, but you're not. You're getting not it's a salary dump. You're getting nothing for him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That you're not like that. You're not getting an asset for that.
0: Right. Well, that's you're, why. You're that's not. well, that's why you package Thomas with like Bradley Roby, right? Or I mean, or, or
1: if you can, I mean,
0: yeah. maybe. I mean,
1: because Sand- maybe Sand- I, I don't, dude. I I just don't think you're getting much for. I mean. People are going to look at taking a flyer on Demarius Thomas at this point as doing it, as doing you a favor. You know what I mean? That's right. like it's it'd be hard to talk to a football person who's watched his film or even just kind of heard about him in practice and in the in their meeting rooms the last couple of years who've done their homework who're going to be like, yeah, we just need to get him in our program and you know what I mean? He'll be the guy he was five years ago. Like I I, I don't. I don't
0: know. Alright, if the, uh, if the uh, Eagles aren't the landing spot for Patrick Peterson, where else could he go? I know that, uh, our, our own CBS Sports HQ's Bryant McFadden, who I didn't realize until yesterday was actually Patrick Peterson's cousin, um, is, uh, is reporting that the Saints, Eagles, Pats, and, uh, are all involved. In that. Are you hearing something similar? Yes, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, do you think that who makes the most sense for, for Patrick Peterson?
1: I mean I think all three of those teams would be he, I think they all make sense. How
0: how do the how do the Saints make it happen cuz they don't have a full I mean he pick. played
1: at LSU. You know right. what I mean like you should sure. understand well it's got to be you know it, it's got to obviously their 2019 draft is fairly mortgaged. It's got to be
0: 2020. You
1: know, 2020 assets where again like if people in Arizona want to pretend they're not multiple drafts away, I guess they could. But like the 2020 draft's really going to matter to them too. So, I, I mean, I'd like, it's a I like keep hearing the you know, like I don't know, like who knows what Rosen's going to be or whatever. But I think having a bunch of assets in 2020 might not be the end of the world either. So, also, that's how you know, that's that's how they have to try to. But it's difficult because now if you're the Saints, you've got to give up more because there's other teams who could give you you know, assets you tap into sooner, but they're super creative and they're trying to win right now. And I wouldn't put anything past Sean and Mickey within reason, you know, that that, that they can execute.
0: If, if I if I can get a 2020 pick from the Saints, I love that idea. Drew Brees might retire. Drew Brees might not, like, Drew Brees might win the Super Bowl in, in, in 2018 and bail out. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, like, a 2019 first from the Patriots is worse than a 2019 first from the Saints or twenty twenty first from the Saints, excuse me. I think, but that's just me. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean you're probably looking at a, you're probably looking at a bottom half of the draft pick, no matter what it is. Uh, is there is there a dark horse for Patrick Peterson outside of those three teams that could potentially? Patrick
1: Peterson, the contract is so friendly, feasible mm. that you don't have to feel like you're, you're a Super Bowl or bus team to mm. to get him. Like you could make, I mean you can make the case for a lot of teams. I mean, like, I mean, the Houston Texans, why aren't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, even with him, are they winning a the Super Bowl? I don't know, but I like the secondary a whole lot more with him, and you put him there with that pass rush, and, um, I mean, Atlanta, I don't think they're going anywhere, but the owner's hosting the Super Bowl. He thought they were going somewhere when the season started. Um, I know they're paying a couple kids there, but, again, 11-5 and 12-5, I mean, this is, you got Josh Norman making 165 like this is this is a steal and the guy's what 27 28 i mean the New York Jets they're not there this year but if next year is the year when New England does fall off a cliff you know and you go get Peterson and then you 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 know do whatever you have to do to draft a pass rusher or sign a pass rusher in free agency because you know they've got more you know 150 million in cap space or whatever like why you know what it means like why not i mean i think I mean, pfft, mm. the Chargers, mm. I mean, like who, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, it's harder. It's, it's easier to make a list of teams who it doesn't make any sense for. You know what I mean? It doesn't really make sense for, it doesn't make sense for Oakland right now. It doesn't make <laughs> sense for Denver. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense for the Giants. Uh, what you about know, the, what it about probably a, doesn't make sense for Tampa, although you could co- convince me that maybe even it does. Um. Because then you could franchise him the third year. So you really have him into his early 30s at what's going to be a very reasonable rate, even including the franchise tag. Who, I mean, honestly, like maybe five teams shouldn't be, you know? Like even the 49ers. Like even if I'm the 49ers, I'm like, well, we can get out of this Richard Sherman thing and he's broken down anyway. And, you know, like we got him for two more years and we think Garoppolo is, you know, going to be great and. We should make a big jump next year. Like I mean you could again. What like uh, what the what, Bills probably not, but like the Colts? I don't know, maybe.
0: I mean like you're gonna get like okay. Two two questions here as a follow up to it. One you're getting better production from Patrick Peterson in 2019 than you are from whoever you draft, uh, assuming. I mean, it, like,
1: unless you, like, unless you, five you, like, find a Denzel Ward, but even he, over the course, as the sample size expands, you know what I mean? Over yeah, the course of 17 right. weeks, 16 games, no, he's not going to be better than Patrick Peterson. In small bursts, maybe, but like, that's, yeah, if you get that guy, okay, maybe. Okay. But and, how many of him are going to be running around, you know, the next couple drafts? I don't and,
0: know. And, is Patrick Peterson going to make this ugly for the Cardinals to the point where they have to trade him? Cause it's, I mean, the way that it's sort of come out, you know, it's, I mean, it does sound like he wants out and it sounds like he's,
1: I mean, look, I, I first reported about teams calling about him yes, two or three weeks ago. And I wasn't at Liberty to report everything I knew at the time. But if you go back and read what I wrote, it's pretty clear that he wasn't a happy camper. He didn't like the direction of the franchise and people in that building knew it. And so, that, I wouldn't say that at that point there was a trade demand, but there was a trade request. Like, hey, you know, I don't think this is working out. And I don't think we've even hit rock bottom yet. And it's <laughs> going to be a long way up. And, you know, I signed on to be here with Calais Campbell and Honey Badger and, you know, uh, Tony Jefferson and...
0: Carson uh, Palmer. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it was a
1: different... You know, it was... <laughs> Like, that's what I thought we – you know what I mean? Like, that's what I thought this was all about. And a different coach and a different scheme. And, yeah, you know. I mean, they've got three, three of their last five or six first-round picks one out of there.
0: Mm.
1: And they're all the defensive side of the ball. Mm. So, no, it's not good. And it wasn't good then. And other teams knew it wasn't good, which is why people started calling two or three weeks ago. Because while all of it hadn't been public, enough of it was known throughout the league that teams thought that there's an opportunity there. no matter what they say publicly, we know what's going on privately, and we're just going to keep calling, you know right. once a week or whatever, just saying, "Hey, you know, you can say he's not available, but we're going to keep calling, and we'll give you a lot for him. And so when you when you come to the conclusion that, yeah, the probably time to start the true rebuild now, there's, there's a, a, a a legitimate market for him. So then stage two was, okay. We go out, we get humiliated on that Thursday night. Um, they keep telling teams I'm not available, so let me just <laughs> reemphasize to upper management and ownership: <laughs> Hey, yeah, I really want out of here. Like, it's bad. It's not getting better. This is not what I signed up for. Uh, you know, trade me right, bleeping now. And yeah. so that's where we are. And then you, go, then that gets you know, you go public with that, and now you've created an environment where somebody, you know, is quite. I don't know if I'll say likely, but it's quite possibly that somebody makes them an offer they feel like they can't refuse.
0: Mm. What are, how does this play out for Larry Fitzgerald? Because if all of a sudden Patrick Peterson is gone, and... if I'm
1: Larry, I'm going to them and saying, "Guys, I, I don't need. I, I'm not so worried about retiring as a Cardinal anymore. <laughs> I'd like to try to win. You know, yeah. but that's up to him. I mean, they would have accommodated him. You know, in the past, had he been of that mindset, he just hasn't been. But at this point. If I'm him. I would be. I absolutely would be.
0: I almost feel like his legacy, though, is like bolstered by the fact that he's spent his entire career in Arizona, dominated, even though he's played with like like literally 16 different quarterbacks or caught touchdown passers from 16 different quarterbacks. It almost feels like that helps his case in a weird way that he doesn't have a ring. Does that make sense?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I I guess in this like. It's sort very, of uh quaint like Norman Rockwell kind of yeah. like if you know as a throwback but I mean do we remember Emmett Thomas I mean Emmett,
0: Emmett Smith do we
1: remember Emmett Smith you know as an Arizona Cardinal nope. or was that back where they still the Phoenix Cardinals then I don't you know what I mean like no you know like it happened but I mean does anybody talk about Jerry Rice the the, the Los Angeles Raider or Oakland Raider wherever nope. the hell they were at the time He was with gruden you know <laughs> Huh?
0: He was with Gruden in Oakland.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, eh, I I don't know. I think if he got a ring, that would be a a whole lot of fun. And I think if he went from an environment where, like, you know, three of the 11 projected starters on defense when they got to camp in the spring have all asked for trades. Like, you know, and we overpaid two quarterbacks who stink that now make $22 million to hold a clipboard. And we're not going to be adding um, any talent. In terms of guys who make any real money for quite some time, and the verdict's obviously going to be out on Rosen, and we don't run the ball. We've already fired our coordinator. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. six weeks into the season, like I don't think anybody would hold it against Larry for saying, "Hey, if you guys get what you think is fair for me, you know, I, I'm not going to hold it up." I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody could hold that against him, and, by any standard. I where's mean, I just Where's
0: Where's his best landing spot? Like, where, like New Orleans. New England Philadelphia. Any of, yeah,
1: I mean any any of any of those teams. I mean, as a as a pure rental, I mean again, I'll say Houston, why not throw another guy in that mm. mix and you him and Fuller and, and Nuke. I mean, you know, I don't think they're gonna get a ton of the tight end position, but as a, a Larry to move the chains on third down I mean you you could make the case for any team you you think is you know, is close or I mean, has any sort of needs on offense. I I don't – he can't hurt. I mean, he's such an incredible human being and just what he would bring to your locker in in terms of of, um, just respect and leadership. I mean, having him around to Josh Gordon, I would think that would be a real smart thing, you know?
0: like Is there anybody else that could be available via trade from the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, We mentioned – uh, Buchanan, they should
1: be listening. On, they should be doing what Gruden did cuz they're a lot closer to that mm. than anything else. I mean,
0: Chandler Jones?
1: I would I mean the contract is an absolute steal
0: for a guy who produces like him. He's sub 20 I, million I, the next 2 years after after this. No, he's sub 20 million the next 3 years. His dead cap or his cap hit. His he not have a cap hit above 20 million. He's a superstar pass rusher.
1: It's the, I mean, it, Cap is always fungible anyway. Yeah. It's the cash. It's what. He's pretty much at a flat 16 a year.
0: Yeah, 16.5 million that's, a year. Sixteen point five, sixteen point sixteen 16. even and 15. 15.5. Yeah. Go look at
1: what what do you think DeMarcus Lawrence is going to get on the open market in 3 months or 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 what Dallas has to pay to keep him. Chandler Jones would be an absolute steal. Now, maybe he's the one guy they want to hold on to to have a fighting chance or whatever and he's obviously still young and in his prime, but I don't know why you wouldn't. I, look, I, I would, I would be trying to, I would be in an arms race right now with John Gruden to try to control the next couple of drafts. Mm. But I don't think they'll look at it that way. I, I do think they make a couple of trades, you know, they'll take their four or five or whatever they get for Buchanan. Um, I don't think anybody's taken Reddick off their hands. He just makes too much money as the 13th overall pick. It's too much of a projection. You know, could they get something for Larry? Sure. You know, should they trade Peterson at this point? Um, Yeah. I mean, Peterson and Chandler Jones are two different situations, though, where Peterson wants out of there. Chandler Jones, you know what I mean, doesn't. And he hasn't had any issues fitting into the new defense. And, you know, he's building a beautiful house out there. He loves it out there. It's been great for his life and his career. You ever heard anything – Negative about him, you know what I mean? He sure. obviously left New England under sort of dubious uh, surroundings or circumstances. He, he's been,
0: he been a led the league, boy out there. Let, yeah, he led so the league in
1: sacks. The difference there is you got one guy saying, get me the hell out of here. You got another guy who's just showing up and practicing every day. and You know what I mean? He, he's oblivious.
0: Um. All right. How about... The Raiders. If they're not done, where could Carl Joseph go?
1: I mean, anybody who liked him know, coming out of West Virginia, there's a lot of teams who, who felt he was, a, you know, a medical reject, and he's been hurt a lot since he came into the league. So there'll be the teams who didn't want to draft him aren't going to be involved. But that's just a matter of somebody taking a flyer on him. And there have been times where he's he's played okay. Um, I mean, the Steelers. I don't know. You know, they could use secondary help. He played at West Virginia. I mean, you're worried about the injuries, but you're, you know, maybe you're just renting him for this year anyway, in all likelihood. So, you know, something like that could make some sense. I mean, at this point, I don't know why. I mean, Collettio would for me, would be the next guy to go. Mm. What yeah. are you holding on to him for now yeah. at this stage of his career? Nobody has enough offensive line. Um, he, he's a, a dominant guy who could literally probably play. Every position but center, if he had to. Like, I, I, boy, I I would be, I would be marketing the hell out of him.
0: Uh, Are there any other? What other big names out there? Like, is LaShawn McCoy going to stay in Buffalo? Uh, Lamar Miller? Yeah, I, I don't.
1: I don't know that there's outside of the Eagles. I don't know that there was really a market for him, and they wanted a lot for him. And now he got dinged up in this last game. And there's other teams who just. You know, have concerns about the domestic violence allegations. So, I don't. I don't unless somebody knocks their socks off with a deal. I mean, unless somebody loses a running back in the next, you know, between now and and Monday, um, a team that thought they were right there, then I, I don't. I don't know that that anything happens for him.
0: Is, does Kelvin Benjamin get traded for a literal ham sandwich?
1: Yeah, possible. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Parker. Again, they need bodies up there too. Like, at, you know, yeah. Like, they they need, like they need to be able to put a 45-man game day roster out there. It can't be all, you know, waiver claims and practice squad elevations. But if he fits somebody, you know, if somebody still sees some upside there, um, it's possible. But, again, I think now, like, that's – like, do, do we think – like, we're sitting here saying we don't know that Amari Cooper changes the Cowboys that much. Who does You know what I mean? No. Like, who does Calvin Benjamin change? Like, maybe he makes one red zone touchdown catch down the stretch that helps you win a game. But, like, week in, week out, is he impacting anybody's offense at this standpoint? No. I, I really no. don't think so.
0: He stinks. Uh, are the Jaguars going to stand pat on this Blake Bortles thing?
1: I like what do you like what else what are they gonna like what what I mean, what could they do? I Give mean, a second
0: round pick to the Raiders for Derek Carr? I mean not like it's gonna fix it. Oh, I, it
1: would take more than that. It would take more than that. Oh, and I, some- I think it's very difficult making a trade like that in season. I think I think Derek Carr um is the bell of the ball at the Combine in February and that's when I think um that trade is made. I, I, I I mean, different terminologies, different schemes, yeah. systems. I, I, sometimes too much is made of that, I'd say often, but at this coming in the middle of the year, like, ah, it's really tough. And they don't want to – the bottom line there is they, they still don't want to truly concede how messed <laughs> up it is. Like, <laughs> the time to address this was when we had the biggest quarterback carousel I can ever remember in my life between – trades, free agents, the and then five going in the first round. And they yeah. sat all that out for Cody Kessler. So you've made your bed. You're not Tyrod Taylor. I mean, yeah, I was you trade for him? yeah, but that's not where their head is. That's not what they're trying to do. And again, doing it in, you know, a week before Halloween is suboptimal. I mean, that's <laughs> not ideal. They're they're leaving in 24 hours for London. You know what I mean? And then they've got the buy. And I guess you could try to coach somebody up during the buy, but,
0: does the does the it's London just,
1: they're, they're the Giants? Though, which prop them up with Carlos Hyde. Okay, well, good luck. You're still, you know, a horribly flawed football team
0: uh, does who it... has
1: no semblance of a chance to win on offense. And if your defense is anything less than truly spectacular, you can't beat anybody.
0: D- does the um, does the London trip for the Jaguars and the Eagles really does that impact the trade deadline in a? Does that make that tough to to deal with? Or I mean, it- you lose some
1: time, and, you know, I mean, I, I guess modern tech, you can always, I guess, text people from the plane. I don't know if you're going to be able to make as many calls. I mean, you fly out right afterwards. It makes for a longer Monday, but, you know, I don't think it's a huge factor. You know, was there a part of me that felt maybe the Eagles in particular tried to do something early in the week to get somebody in their building before they, you know, before they take off? Maybe. But the Bell thing is complicated because of the exempt list. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and the roster exemption and him having to actually sign the tender first. You know, the, the Cardinals are still pretending the sky isn't falling with Patrick Peterson. They're not going to flinch if they do until right before the deadline. So, you know, I, you know, Denver's still working through their stuff. So, in reality, it's probably impossible to do that right now. For the most part, I mean they were they were kicking the tires on Amari Cooper, but they were among the several teams who had trepidation about doing a you know a two. We're absolutely not going to do a one, right? Um, so yeah, I mean if and and look, I mean yeah, if Gruden was willing to take Philadelphia's two, which would probably be a late two, then I think they may have made a trade before they go to London. But mm. there's going to be a big difference between Jerry's one. Which I mean, that could be the 11th pick of the draft. You know what I mean? Like that could be a pretty high pick.
0: It's currently the 10th overall pick.
1: Versus, yeah, I mean, right I now think is, it'll probably be right around there when no, it's all said and done. Well, right now, you is know, weird. versus Philadelphia yeah. is where if he does add a couple of things and they win their division, forget about it. Yes, it's, it's you're talking, and, and that too, you're talking about over a, a round difference.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, you know, it's a massive difference. About, like, the you know, you're talking field.
1: more than 32 pick difference, like, eh.
0: Yeah, it's good job by Gruden to pull the trigger. All right, uh, Jason Lockerford, the next time we talk will be, uh, after the trade deadline is actually passed. Make sure and follow him on Twitter for all the latest news and notes on these deals, rumors, innuendo. And by the way, if the Eagles had traded for Amari Cooper, they could have just left him in Oakland, or left him in, uh, London. That would be weird, right? What if you, what if you, <laughs> like, what if just the Raiders take off and leave you in like downtown, like at Heathrow, and you just Cheerio! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the morning to That's you, two, mate. Well, yeah. yeah,
1: whatever. I, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll save my horrible British accent. Yeah,
0: same here. Um, all right. Uh, again, make sure you follow. Him. Make sure you watch him on CBS Sports HQ, and of course on the NFL today. Uh, do we have did you do did you do it early? Did you do it at eight thirty to nine thirty?
1: Yeah, we did it at nine. We were on from nine to nine, nine twenty two, I think, ahead of the nine twenty five kickoff. But this week we're back at noon Eastern. Um, full hour, of the usual uh, usual information and fun. Hijinks. So yeah. yeah. Look forward to it. And tops on the CBS Sports Network from eight to twelve.
0: There you have it. All right, thanks, buddy.
1: Hey, have a good week, buddy. Talk to you soon.